0: That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
2: Listen to The Deal on
0: Spotify. He's one of England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it was somehow kept out
1: by Seaman.
2: That is a fantastic
1: save.
0: This is Seaman Says with David
1: Seaman. And Seaman what a magnificent save. Him. Breathtaking. Like never before. Hello and welcome back to Seaman Says with me, David Seaman and Lindsay Hooper. How you been Lindsay? How's your weekend been?
3: It's been good. Um, so one of the tasks that I've had this week was to go to Brentford and be live into a show on Premier League, announcing the postponement. And I just felt like, is this it? Because you know we had Spurs as well. I thought, is this the start of yeah. everything starting to be moved? How on earth are they are going to get fixtures rearranged as well? You just look at the diary, don't you? And you yeah. think, wow, when's that going to happen? So yeah, I was stood there and there was, a, there was a chap who'd come 250 miles. Clearly, you know, not very often Manchester United are in town. Yeah. First season back in the Premier League, he'd come from Wales. Um, so yeah, he was gutted that it was off. Yeah. But I imagine there were so many fans like that that had travelled really far already. Um, and it was a shame, actually. It's a shame that we've got those now to try and fit in and it's disrupted the match weeks.
1: It is, you know, and especially, you know, with like you said, with Christmas coming up, you know, there's going to be so many games, you know, and I think over the Christmas period, they have to play two games in, what is it, three days or four days, mm. you know? So they're really going to have to start cramming them in after that, I would imagine. But yeah, the, the COVID thing just seems to be really biting back. I've just come back from Denmark and um, we had me and Frankie had a nice little weekend break Oh, no! And and over there, honestly, it's COVID passed to get anywhere. So they're all ready for it. You know, they're shutting bars down. Everything has to close at 12 o'clock. It's really hit over there. But people seem to get on with it. You know, the COVID pass is just accepted over there. And then we go on with it. We We saw quite a few nice Christmas markets.
3: Were you in Copenhagen? Yeah. Yeah. I love it as a city, it's so good. It was
1: brilliant, the weather wasn't the best, and it was rainy and and cold and then we had snow, so that was nice. Um, What
3: what are those famous gardens called? I've been there and it's like a huge theme park, you know when you're a kid and you think... Oh, the Tivoli. Yes, it. Yeah. That's it.
1: That's it. <laughs> we the Did you
3: go there? <laughs> yeah, of I, bet they, I bet they did a real Christmas uh, special, like lots oh, of mulled wine. And... Yeah,
1: they had this thing called. I keep saying grog. It's not grog. It's glog. Glug. Oh, glug! They so, thought yeah. Oh my, what a drink that is! It's like mulled wine with chopped almonds in it, with raisins in the bottom, with a shot in it. It's like rocket fuel. It's so nice when it's freezing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I, honestly, it's such a great city. I actually, yeah. I'm, I didn't go quite Frankie and David, but I did stay in the Old Witch um, Hilton um, in yep. London this weekend because I've got, um, I've got an early kickoff in the WSL. Um, on the Saturday, and then I was seeing some friends for a, like a uni get together for Christmas, um, and then it was Haley, my friend um, Haley McQueen, who you know as well. Yeah, it was her birthday lunch. So I thought, you know what? Rather than trekking and out of town, I'm going to stay in this hotel. And I had a steam, a sauna. A oh, steam. nice. I felt so good. Yeah, <laughs> I felt so good afterwards.
1: Yeah, getting ready for the mayhem that's going to start with all these games. <laughs>
3: exactly. We've got yeah. to strap ourselves uh, in. Speaking
1: of games.
3: Yes. I was yes.
1: half watching the game last night with Man City Leeds. Is that because
3: said, you were behind a pillow?
1: <laughs> no, it's because I kept turning it off because I was, oh, no, please, please. And then I kept flicking it back. because so I was looking at the, the, uh, the Norwich um, Villa game as well because I'm, that kicked off earlier. I know I was like flicking it back. I was like, Oh no, it's three. And then I went by, Oh no, it's four. And then I was like, I'm not watching it anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, and
0: then, the thing and then- is,
3: though, um, our, one of our producers, Adam, was watching it. Has, being the Southampton fan who's had the 9 0 twice, he was very quick to be like, Just need a few more just two yeah. by the end it was two more come on
0: two more goals well you say that only two more but Southampton can't claim that much so how dare you try and take a record away from us
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw you cheer up at seven I was like oh no please because <laughs> I was thinking like a, a can of seven up and all that sort of stuff and then I then, it, and then I thought oh no it could get worse because it could be nine or more but oh there yeah, was it, the
0: time to put a few more past but they just seemed to turn off a little bit in the last ten minutes which was a shame yeah no it wasn't <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah yeah,
1: but to be fair to Leeds, you know, we've got like big injury problems again to like to main players. Am I worried now? I'm getting there. You know, and they're big players like Cooper, Phillips, like Bamford. You know, there's quite a few that are, you know, like regular starters at the spine of the Leeds team that are out.
3: We know that Leeds are a different prospect this season. And I think all of us would acknowledge that. But I did the Pep Guardiola press conference just before this game. And there was a funny moment, actually, where he apologises to me in it because I said, oh, Leeds last season took four points off you. And he went, no, five. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to argue with him. It's Pep Guardiola. So I went, uh, OK. And he went, no, Lindsay, sorry. I apologise. You're right. You're right. Lindsay. Hi, Pep. Hi. Um, last time against Leeds, they, they picked up four points last season in two meetings. Five. 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 So um, where do you think they are this season compared four. to last?
2: Four. You are right, Lindsay, four.
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, tell me. <laughs>
3: so I was thinking, how do you get five points? Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay.
0: You don't question him. <laughs> I don't question him.
3: But the main point of one of my questions was... You know, how do you feel about facing them this time? Mm-hmm. Yes, they had success against you last season, but they haven't been as good. And he was so insistent that this is the same team, that they're. if you break down the stats, they create just as many chances as they did last season and that they were going to be just as tough a prospect, which he was proven wrong there because, you know, they absolutely tore them apart. But yeah. um, maybe it's this respect thing. Do you think it's this between him and Bielsa and... That's yeah. why you won't really go against the grain on him.
1: Yeah, I think it is. I think, you know, everybody, every manager talks really highly of Bielsa. So they don't want to disrespect him at all, you know, because he knows it's not the same team because they haven't got the mm-hmm. star players in it. Everybody knew, even I knew, like, going into it, I'm thinking, oh, God, how many is this going to be? You know, it's like when we do the uh, the predictions, and it's Southampton. We're like, how many? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that old chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the other but, thing. When you get a result like this, all the commentators go, "Well, it's a bit like the Southampton nine know <laughs> <laughs> oh, Here we go again."
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's. Um, I wasn't ready.
3: I'm sorry, David. I think you're in for a long Christmas with Leeds. I, know. I mean My theory is, first of all, two bits to it. Number one, take Rafinha out. And it's a very different team. And I I think if there's one player you can remove in the Premier League and it makes such a difference, then that's alarm bells. You shouldn't be able to remove one player and then it all look like it's going to disintegrate. And number two, there is a reason in the past that Bielsa has done these very short stints. Comes in, changes everything, revolutionises it, gets the team for one, two seasons playing really well. And then leaves. And that's because he absolutely takes every last peril of energy out of them. Mm. And I think that they've been worked so hard for so many years under him now that maybe he's made a naive move by maybe liking Leeds and the setup there. And he's never done this before, has he, where he stayed that extra season and signed on? Yeah. But if he'd have gone, he'd have been at the top of his powers again, wouldn't he? And someone else would be coming in looking awful. <laughs> but I honestly think they're spent.
1: But I look at it and I think, you know, I look at the bench, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, there's not a lot of experience on there. You know, I'm just wondering as to what what Leeds are really expecting. You know, are they, are they just trying to like cling on to staying in the division? Or do they want to try and kick on, you know, like buying more players and stuff like that? And like you say, I think with the uncertainty about Bielsa... Not uncertainty, but like what you just said, but he, he normally leaves, doesn't he? You know, so you know, he was quite scathing in his um in an attack after the game. He uh, you know, he had a right goal at the players. Um
0: how do you explain though, last match taking Chelsea to the absolute wire, having a pretty good game? Yeah. Yeah. Then coming around to the next match having pretty much full on collapse. And I know Chelsea probably aren't at their full power at the moment in the way that City are. But they gave them a good go of it, yeah. And and tensions were high, and then wow, what a drop off!
1: I can't put my finger on that. Every time I look at the team, I just think, "Are well, equipped for this?" for who is equipped for playing Chelsea and Man City and, and Liverpool? You know, we've we've all seen that teams have really struggled. You know, they've struggled to go to their places. Um, but I'm a little bit worried.
3: Mm. Yeah. Well, on to other matters with your other team, David Arsenal. What a week it's been there. I couldn't believe it. You know, it was pre-match, wasn't it? In that, that interview where Mikel Arteta said, disciplinary reasons, Obama Yang is not part of this team. Yeah. And I thought, oh no, not again. I've thought this for a long time. He's just not captain material. And then since he's been stripped of the captaincy. So what have you thought about that?
1: I was surprised when I first heard about it. But then when your captain's a repeat offender, you know, there's only one way that that's going to go. If he's late all the time, it's not acceptable. But, you know, I was really impressed with how Arteta dealt with it. You know, I always remember what George Graham used to say to us. Remember who you are, what you are and who you represent. And I never, ever forgot that. And I weren't even captain then, you know, but that really like stuck in my mind all the time.
3: The last Um, time that we had this, it felt very different because when he was disciplined last time, it felt like there was a clamour that people wanted Aubameyang in the team. They didn't want him out long. There was a bit of a backlash, I think, against Arteta because of it, because they felt they needed his goals. And I don't know, it felt very different. It feels like the the tipping balance on the scales now has gone against Aubameyang because, you know, they go on, Arsenal beat Southampton 3-0 and showed that they can still have this performance. And there are players that are outperforming him and maybe even going to keep him out the side in terms of competition. So his leverage is is not as good as it was. So does this spell the beginning of the end for Aubameyang in the Premier League?
1: It certainly looks that way. Before all this happened, he wasn't playing the best. He was struggling in front of goal. He was missing chances. He weren't really contributing that much in the games. You can't keep doing it. And what I liked about what Arteta said, they've got a really good leadership group within the players. There's players in there, you know, you look at Xhaka, you look at people like Lacazette, who is captain material within that team. And then you look at people like Ben White, even Tierney, you know, who's a proper leader, just leads by example. You know, whenever I think you're a captain, I always think lead by example. Tony Adams, Patrick Vieira. You know, these sort of people, even Mikel when he was there.
3: I'm going to be at the Emirates later for the game against West Ham. Who do you think will be captain?
1: I don't know. I'd look, you know, people like Tierney and Ben White. Who else? Gabriel? Gabrielle, maybe, yeah. You know, because they're leaders. Um, you know, even you look at Aaron Ramsdale, you know, he's... But, you know, you very rarely see goalkeepers being captain, although I was captain in my last game ever for Arsenal. Did lift a trophy,
3: though. Um, (laughs) Get that in in there. Yeah,
1: I won't say (laughs) you're (laughs) against. But um, it's, it's a difficult one because you've got to choose somebody that's respected by the lads. You're not just captain on the field, you're captain off the field, you know, and you have to deal with everything players will come sometimes go to you and ask you what's happening with this or can we have that done, you know, and then you have to go and speak to the manager, you know, so you've got to have a real good friendship with the manager, you know, so the off the field stuff is just as important as the the on the field stuff. So
3: it needs to be a nailed on first teamer as well. Yeah. Doesn't it, really? but that's, and I, yeah. that's The only thing with Tierney I would say is that he's obviously had more competition this season than people thought. Mm-hmm. And is he guaranteed every week to play? He seems to have re-established himself back in yeah. the starting eleven, but is he going to be there every week? Whereas I think someone like Gabrielle and even Ben White is—they're looking like an established pair, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, so maybe it will be one of those, but we'll find out later. We'll report yeah. back next week. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> you know, but it's, but like I said, he's he's got a lot of ice captains, you know. So mm. if people, if say, if Tim is not the captain, you know, if he's not picked. The vice-captain then steps up, you know, that's, that's what I was. I was always a vice-captain.
3: That's the best role, isn't it? Vice-captain. Yeah, yeah. A bit extra on your CV, so to speak, but never really have to yeah, yeah. shoulder anything. Just,
1: yeah, just, just hope the captain gets injured for a cup final. <laughs> 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 then you're like, yeah, I'll go up and lift that trophy. Yeah. Have I told you about the story about me and Patrick arguing on the pitch before Before? No, that, come on,
3: Bill beans.
1: It was the it was the FA Cup final against Southampton and Patrick was injured, so he was in his suit. So after the game, you know, we're on the pitch and we're waiting to for the podium to be set up and everything. And I said to Patrick, I says, by the way, because I was captain for the day. And um I said, by the way, me and you are going up to lift that trophy. And he's like, No, no, he says, You're captain, it's your day. I'm like, No way. I said, You're the club captain, we go up together. And he's like, No, no, no. <laughs> so I said, if you don't go up, I'm not going up. <laughs> like
2: calling these blo- He's like, really? <laughs> <So> I- <laughs> you wouldn't get that with John Terry, would you? Oh, I was going to I was waiting
0: for
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as you see, if you just look at all the photos, there's me and Patrick lift the trophy together. I'm in my kit with oh. my armband on, and he's in his suit. <laughs> oh, see, I like
3: yeah. that touch. Yeah, that, that is you know,
1: that, because I've, you know, he, Patrick was a good captain, you know, he, and he learned, he learned a lot from, from us. I'd learned a lot from Tony and, and, and really took it on, but um, you know, it was nice. He was like, "No, no, it's your day, it's your day." And I was like, "No, you're the captain. We're both going up."
3: I, t- I say, and I joke about that, and the, that vice captain's the best position. But right now, with the COVID outbreaks, maybe vice captains all around the Premier League, are like, oh, might be, my, might be my turn to step up. They might <laughs> know, be vice exactly. vice captain. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. There <laughs> might, be, might be just one left. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, what, have you, what do you think of, um, of the situation now? Obviously, we, we've all been vaccinated, so you hope, don't you, that there won't be the disruption that we've seen before?
1: Yeah, um, especially with the fans. I hope. I hope that that doesn't get affected because you know, even even uh, yesterday, there was. Uh, I think Bayern Munich were playing, and that, that was behind closed doors. I, I didn't quite get for what reason. Um, and it's just like, oh. No, we don't want to go back to that because it's just there's nothing there, you know, and it's just like another practice match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so hopefully we can we can sort that out and keep the fans in. But Covid's Covid, you know, we, we've got to do what we've got to do because we don't know enough about it, and with this new Omnicron, it's just spreading really quickly. As we all say, we'll listen to the scientists. <laughs>
3: yeah. At the moment it feels the two heaviest hitters, Spurs and Man United. Carrington closed, didn't it, earlier this week? Yeah. That's why that game against Brentford was was postponed. Um but there are there are mini outbreaks as well. So there's there's some in Norwich's team after they played Man United, so that there, there have been yeah. reports. Um Ivan Tony at Brentford himself, he'd had COVID, hadn't he? They're like scatterings of players. I know Aston Villa now are one of the teams that have come out. Um I mean what, what do they do and what do we do more importantly when it comes to Fantasy Premier
0: League? <laughs> well that's what it really messes up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> because I think, it's, I think... it's a
3: nightmare now. I yeah. had to I had to spend valuable points changing players yesterday. I'd <laughs> yeah. got Ronaldo and Telez. Yeah. I think you should get a free transfer if if yeah. the player's been affected by COVID, you should get a free transfer.
1: Yeah, but then sometimes you don't know until like right before the game.
2: Mm.
1: You know, so I think we should have like a thing where you get like three points if they get bombed out for COVID, you get three points. And then
0: (laughs) (laughs) medical points or something. Yeah. Callum will
3: be selecting a sick eleven and doing better than he's done all season.
2: I'm half tempted to catch it and go get it myself. (laughs) three
3: points each Callum's like brilliant right I'll go go for all of the Spurs players all of the Man (laughs)
2: United can you select cultures yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) hang on a minute I think we've we've skipped over some important news haven't we what happened in that uh, Wolves game oh oh
1: (laughs) did did someone get a
0: a stupid red card oh
1: my god yes that was an absolute belter (laughs) <laughs> what was he... To be fair to him,
0: his first one... No, there one, is no being fair to him, David. No, his
1: first one was a bit harsh, I felt.
3: Uh, the, the first one was harsh. Yeah. And if you look at those two yellows together, it does not equal a red. It's one of those where two plus two does not add up to yeah. four, does it? But having said that <laughs> and trying to take my rose-tinted spectacles off, I think the referee quite early on had... Given the signal of what he was going to tolerate and what he wasn't, so we'd seen with other bookings. so yes, it did seem like a really tame booking, but I think actually, when you look at his other he was
0: evening it out, wasn't he? That he was
3: evening one. it out yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. but then you, you can't go and do that afterwards.
1: But did you know what, what was funny about it as well is because he, he wouldn't back off in the uh, like a half intercepted it.
0: Mm.
1: he was then waiting for the ball to be passed to him because he still thinks they can play on.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> uh, What I thought was really bizarre was the clapping the Wolves fans. <laughs> he <went> Deluded. <laughs> yeah, I mean we do love him, but yeah. maybe in that situation it would have been better to put your head down and get down the tunnel.
1: Yeah, just a and, little bit. Yeah. Clap
3: the away force. <laughs> <support. laughs>
1: just pull his head cover over his eyes. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listen to The Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
3: The save of the week.
1: So save of the week was quite difficult this week, if I'm honest. Um, Guaita made an unbelievable save. Really short range, down to his right-hand side. And I think it was at 1-0 or Um, 2-1. And that was a big, big save for Palace.
3: I saw a couple when I was watching the highlights. And I thought, I'm going to say because we always do this. Adam, Callum, and I were like, "What's David going to go for? as his yeah. save of the week?" And I think Callum, it could be a David De Hare one.
2: That's what we both said. I'm hoping, this is what I'm clinging on to now. This is, is my this what you're hope, clinging on to. Do we yeah, get yeah, yeah. save of the week one week? <laughs> yeah, let's see.
3: Well, let's see. Let's see. Which
2: one? Because he there had there was about Q, three. Huh?
1: There was yeah. One no, in he's...
0: particular, that was a strong right hand.
1: The one that I'm going for is, is like what the first one that he made from Pookie where he just flipped it, just got fingertips like round ears of his fingertips over the crossbar. I
3: thought You checked that. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that was
1: brilliant. You know, and to make that many saves in that game and then to come out with a 1-0 win totally deserves to be goalie of the week and save of the week.
3: Well done, David De Hare. Um a, a quick honorary mention as well to your mate Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah. He had another, I know, another brilliant set. I
1: know, another brilliant set and an even more amazing me slide celebrating the goal. I was very <laughs> jealous. <laughs> I'll see you. I, wish I could do that. What was but your
3: what was your best celeb? My best celebration. Were you a bit of a share? I was just a like just a proper
1: a... like yeah. the, the the best one. No, I have mean, got one, the best one, right? So when we beat um when we beat Germany 5-1, and I, I keep going on the vine now and I, I had the picture behind me all the time, but it was a great night. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> so we we got five, right? So we got it to five, and I turned round, and there's there's quite a few England fans there, and I, so I was like out of my area. I turned around, so I'm running back to the goal, proper screaming at the England fans, going, I can't believe it's
2: Five
1: <laughs> <laughs> five. And they oh loved it. yeah. <laughs> David Seaman and Lindsay Hooper. This is Seaman says. Right, so big game tonight, Arsenal West Ham. That's gonna be a test. Um yeah, this, this will test Arsenal, especially off the back of what's happened in the week with the Bamiang. I still think Arsenal will have enough to uh, to do it, but I think it's gonna be close. I'm gonna go for London Derby.
3: 2-1 I think this is going to be really tight no. um, there are a lot of West Ham players that their levels gone up again
2: mm-hmm.
3: and with a bit of disruption you might have some Arsenal players wanting to prove something without Aubameyang in the team so I think there will be goals I'm going to go 2-2 two, two. let's see I'm at that one so I'm hoping there are quite a lot of goals
1: i will be texting you <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then on Thursday, Leicester against Spurs. it would be interesting to see what sort of side Spurs put out, you know, because obviously they've had the COVID problems.
3: And also Leicester are a team that have suddenly fanned their feet again. Yeah. So it's probably not a great time for them to be at the King Power, is it? No.
1: Um, um, yeah. Once they start playing with confidence, they're a real threat. I think it could be not an easy win for Leicester, but I'm going to go a 3-1 Leicester.
3: Oh, I don't think there's that many goals in this. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm tempted either 1-0 Leicester or 2-1. I'll go 2-1.
2: All right. Just looking at those two games in particular, that looks like four teams that will fight for a place in Europe next year. Who do you think's strongest suited? Oh, good question, Carl. Arsenal. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
3: I'm thinking of the long term here, Callum, and I think with more time under Conte, I think Spurs are actually
0: David wrong. Answer, Lindsay.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would never agree with that. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but that's that's just showing you how close it is with all those teams now.
3: January is huge in this. Yeah. In this discussion, January is huge. Um, I think I think if Spurs recruit and get a few players that Conte wants. Then mm. I can't see past them. But having said that, January for, for a team like Leicester, if they can sort out their defence.
2: Do you reckon any of them can break top four?
1: Well, yeah, but who are, you, are you looking at top four? You know, obviously Man United must come into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Them playing with confidence are going to be a big threat.
3: Don't discount wolves either. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lindsay's
0: turned into a comedian.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I can't answer that, Carl, if I'm honest.
3: Should we all say one now? Should we all say who's going to finish in fourth? Now in and then four. we'll come back at the end of the season. So I'm going to go Spurs, which I know is not going to. Does it
0: have to be out of those?
3: No, no, no. You or can put, you can bring in anyone. You going to count us in? Yeah, in three, two,
0: one. I've got my Manchester United. United.
2: <laughs> well, I'm going to throw a curveball, but I think Spurs.
3: <gasps> We're split. Yeah. We're two two.
2: I think if Conte doesn't get into the top four, I think he's seen as a big failure.
1: There you go. Arsenal fit. Seaman <laughs> 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 says this week's predictions. Okay then so predictions for tonight Lindsay. We've got Brighton against the mighty wolves.
3: Yeah. You can
1: go first on this one.
3: Well, I think there's a couple of key players missing for Brighton. I know we don't have Jimenez, but I like Huang. I'm gonna say one-nil wolves.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go. 2-1 Wolves.
3: Burnley Watford.
1: See, this is going to be hard. This is hard. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one.
3: I was going to go 0-0. Nil, nil.
1: <laughs> Goldie's on top. Yeah. Palace Saints. I'm going to go for 2-0 Palace. Ooh. Sorry, Adam.
3: I'm going to go 3-1 Palace. All right. Arsenal West Ham. So I've said 2-2. Two, two.
1: Yeah. I'll go 2-1 one, one, Arsenal. Leicester Spurs. Um, I said it, three one Leicester.
3: And I've gone two one. Yeah. Chelsea Everton.
1: Oh, I see, Everton are struggling. Big time. But
3: Chelsea haven't been as good as they.
1: Yeah, but they're still, we need. They winning. Games, they're still, they're still like. Yeah. All right, they're not battering people.
3: I say all of this, but I have a theory. I think Lukaku's is going to come back and he's going to score a couple.
1: Yeah. I'm going to still go for a three nil Chelsea win.
3: I'm going to go for another three-one here, three-one Chelsea. I think Richarlison scores, but I think Lukaku gets a couple. Uh, Liverpool, Newcastle. Oh,
1: how many? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go five-nil Liverpool because I, I just Newcastle at the moment. Just they're so bad at the back.
3: Uh, they are bad at the back. I'm going to go four-four-nil. David Seaman and Lindsay Hooper.
1: This is Seaman says. Okay, so predictions for the weekend. Um, first up is Man United at Brighton.
3: We are prediction machines. I
1: know. We're not... Yeah. Uh,
3: Man United. At <laughs> Doesn't home mean to
1: they're going to be right. Um,
3: <laughs> uh, Adam, you might laugh. I think yeah. we've had one of our better weeks. You,
0: know. <laughs>
1: yeah. you might want to see the bottom of the page. <laughs> yes.
2: Um,
3: you picked the wrong week to have this debate uh, Man United v. Brighton. I think, oh, it's so difficult with this COVID outbreak. Um, 2-0, Man United.
1: I'm going to go 3-1, Man United. Yeah.
3: Villa Burnley. The Clarets versus the Clarets.
1: <laughs> um, How well
3: are Villa doing?
1: I know. I saw them, but like I said, I, I watched them a little bit last night because I was too frightened to watch Leeds. <laughs> 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 um, yeah Villa are really on form and Stevie's got playing with so much confidence um, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Villa win
3: oh I was going exactly the same but I'm going to stick to it I'm going to say 2-0 as okay. well cause it was in my head already cool um, okay what have you got for me next
1: Saints against Brentford
3: this has to be your opportunity Adam right to try and get something here because it's, it's at St Mary's
0: um, you'd hope so the last game we played as of this recording was obviously the Arsenal game we had a very depleted squad I'd like to think we'd have a striker back for this one and we've got Romeu and Salasu back so um, fingers crossed that's all so, I can say yeah. so in that
3: case I'm going to go for a one all draw
1: <laughs> <laughs> brilliant <laughs> you're going to say 1-0 Brentford <laughs> no I'm going to go 2-0 Saints Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's back
3: to you, Adam. He's back to you.
1: Then, oh, here we go. Watford Palace. How can Watford you predict this? Palace. Yeah. Oh.
3: Um, and it's at Watford. Yeah. I I'm not as impressed with Palace on the road as I right. as I am at home. Uh, but I still think this could be maybe be a draw as well. I'm gonna go one-one.
1: I'm gonna go two-one palace. Oh. <laughs>
3: West Ham-Norwich.
1: I can't see anything other than a West Ham win. It it depends. If if they're coming off the back of a defeat from the Arsenal game. But
3: Yeah, but you you still go, well, that was Arsenal and this is Norwich.
1: I'm going to go 3-0 West Ham.
3: I think West Ham win (laughs) 4-0.
0: Whoosh! That is the 4 Hang on a minute. I'm, I'm going to interject here. Have you not seen how Dean Smith has tightened up? Norwich Villa got one goal I thought they'd get more
3: mm. they did he they got
0: two. <laughs> oh, sorry they did get two they did
2: at the very end yeah but well, United tight, only yeah. got the one
3: he has so- tightened them up but I think there are certain teams Adam hear me out there are certain teams and ways of playing that really don't suit Norwich oh I And I think West Ham are one of those teams, especially at the London Stadium. (laughs) Yeah, He's tightened them up, but I think West Ham are a team that can really expose Norwich. And I think the thing is, they've been creating a lot of chances as well under Dean Smith. And they could get lured into a full sense of security of thinking they're fashioning more chances again, but they just don't do anything with them. And then West Ham hurt you.
1: Hmm. But what about the next game coming up? Leeds against Arsenal. <laughs> Win-win.
3: Ooh. Is this where, Do you go for a draw in this one yeah. then? Is this
1: what you did? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. That would make me happy. it make me a little bit more happy for Leeds, if I'm honest. Um, I
3: think after the Man City result, I think Leeds... Oh. I think it's going to be a hangover for a few games, you know. Enough. And I think Arsenal win this 2-0. Yeah. I know what you mean. Everton-Leicester.
1: I'm going to go for a Leicester win here. I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester.
3: I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester.
1: Here we go. Um, Wolves-Chelsea.
3: I'm going to go with a draw. I'm going to go with a draw. I'm going to say 1-1.
1: And I'll go 2-1 Chelsea.
3: Newcastle-Man City? Oh, how many? (laughs) I think they could turn that Newcastle defence inside out and... Leave them
1: I'm back on again. the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go
3: 4-1. I'm going 5-0. 5
2: Whoa. Be honest, is there a part of you wanting to see Newcastle in the Championship next season?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Because of their situation and the money they'll have. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah I, I like Newcastle as, as a club and the support. I think it's incredible.
2: Yeah.
3: And um, the size of the club and the way that they've, they've backed them. But... I don't think it would do them any harm, actually.
2: I think it'd tell resetting. us a lot about the players that they bought. Mm. Yeah. yeah, which ones true. after the money?
3: And also, it might prevent us seeing this like ridiculous spending of money to bring people in. Which, if they just about scraped through and stayed in the Premier League, then next season they'd go like all guns blazing for everyone and.
0: It depends if they do in Everton with all that money because Everton have spent was it yeah. five hundred yeah. million over yeah. the past four or five years and have done nothing. Mm.
3: I know I don't. think I don't actually even with you, Adam. I don't think it would necessarily work. I think you get a bunch of individuals and and I, you know what I think would happen. I think they'd buy players that Eddie Howe didn't want.
1: I don't. I don't want them to go down. You know, and I and I like the fact that all that money is going to be pumped into the club. It's something like what Chelsea did, what Man City have done. Yeah, you know, but it makes them so much better, you know, and it's still gotta be managed. Um
3: unpopular opinion, I I imagine, yeah. and I'm opening yeah, the yeah. floodgates. But I'd much prefer to see Newcastle in the Premier League than, than Norwich, if they're not gonna change things. Like and I know that they're ran on a very different shoestring and that they try and do things right and I love them as a club. Yeah. They're a really nice club. But you just you just know every year they're gonna be in a relegation fight. Yeah. Whereas if there's a prospect of a team actually doing something a bit more, which with the money that they've got, they would. Yeah. Um, it makes it more interesting. Yeah. The big one to round it off, Spurs-Liverpool. That's our final one. Whoa.
1: that is a good game. Um, that's going to be tough for Spurs, definitely. Um, I'm going to go for 3-1 Liverpool.
3: I think this is going to be so tight and I think it's going to be 1-0 one way or the other. Ooh. It's either going to be like Harry Kane or score and like... Liverpool lose a bit of distance in the title race, or it's 1-0 Liverpool, an unlikely goal scorer, I think. Right. Um, I'm going to say... I think I'm going to go 1-0 Spurs. Wow.
1: Oh. Oh, that would be... Could a be rat. very
3: foolish, that.
1: Very, very <laughs> foolish.
0: This is Seaman Says with
1: David Seaman. So we've just done all the predictions, Linz, and you were really good last
3: weekend, weren't you? I got an exact score from the off on the Friday yeah. night game, and then I thought, well, I've set the the benchmark now for David to try and catch up, but, uh, yeah, I kept looking, and you, you just weren't all no, of
1: it. No, we, we both got a lot of scores right, a, a lot of results right, but, yeah, you know, your exact score was, yeah, that was pretty good. And what, 6-9, the difference in the week?
3: So overall scores now, I've got a five-point lead. Yeah. So if you get an exact score more than me, I'm still in front. <laughs> which is the breathing space I need in this race.
0: At least you've gifted Thanks. David a point with the Spurs-Liverpool prediction, so... Actually, Ooh, Do you think? Yeah, Do you yeah. think? I've got a bit risky. No, she can't yeah. change it now, it's all it's done. Press, oh, absolutely. No, press no, no. It's, save. it's it's locked in. It's
1: <laughs> yeah. locked in. So the overall score is 63, 68 to Lindsay. <gasps> so it's good. That's good.
3: Imagine if it is Spurs one, Liverpool nil though, and I get the exact score Ugh. on that one. And no one else probably in the world will have gone for that score.
1: <laughs> Put a pound on it. I wouldn't.
2: <laughs> so looking ahead to the weekend, what do you reckon then about the Spurs Liverpool match?
1: Yeah, the, the Spurs Liverpool games is normally like a really good game. You know, with Spurs coming off the back of COVID. Um don't know what sort of fitness levels they allow. But Liverpool, when it, I just look at Liverpool and think it's a machine that's just churning out results.
3: They should. They should win it. But I, I'm going against the grain because I think occasionally you have the res, these results that throw up. And I think it's more that Conte, I think, I'm believing in, that he could do a bit of a number on Klopp. Yeah. And that he would be really up for doing that. Um, I think Liverpool are having to experiment a little bit because clearly, you know, we saw Oxley chamberlain didn't we, play down the middle up front. And I think... Klopp's trying to work out what to do when a lot of his players yeah, go away for AFCON. Yeah. Um, so we're yeah. seeing a bit more rotation than, than we would. Do they go all out? It also feels like Klopp's like, I'm going to take every last bit out of Mo Salah. He's not had a rest <laughs> yeah. until, he, until he goes away. Yeah. Um, but we could see, I think he's going to have a couple of quiet games. Hopefully not this weekend because I've kept him in my fantasy team. But I think Mo Salah could have a couple of quiet games. And
1: the the other thing as well is like is with Tottenham. If not a lot of the first team have had COVID, then they've had a lot of rest.
3: Yeah, and they might be fresh. Yeah. and that's there's also a bit of me that thinks that reset might be good for Kane.
1: Yeah, Conte's had a lot of time with them now. You know, getting his ideas into their heads. Yeah, your score's not looking that bad after all, is it, Lens?
3: <laughs> I'm starting to convince <laughs> you, I'm not convincing myself. <laughs>
1: The other game is...
3: The David Seaman derby.
1: <laughs> these games are always special. I remember playing them. I remember playing them and, and John Luke it was in the other goal. You know, it was just, you know, just so weird. You know, that the, the way that me and John used to train together at Leeds as kids. Well, it was like teenagers. Um, and then I nicked his job at Arsenal. And then he was in the other goal playing for Leeds. And won the league with Leeds as well. Um yeah, they, they've they've always had special memories for me. Um, so I've I told you the story of, of me getting my balls punctured.
0: Beg your pardon? painful. Wow. <laughs> no, so here we go. Here we go. Then. This is right.
1: not a
3: story that I was expecting to hear. Today. Right. All right.
1: Then. <laughs> so, this is good. I'm glad. But I mean, I'm gonna
0: feel a bit queasy about yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> God.
1: Right. So <laughs> so Leeds Arsenal. You know, as much as you know, I look forward to this this fixture always brings back a memory for me is um, we were playing up at Leeds and the ball got crossed in low and I went out at Lee Chapman's feet. He, he slid into me. I went down and I could feel a pain in my in my groin, let's say. And so as I'm, as I'm down, I'm like, oh, you know, and then it was really, you know, so I stayed down and all I could hear was Gordon Strachan Shouting above me, get up, you southern softy. Him calling me a southern softy was bad, right? <laughs> but the pain was even worse. So I, I stayed down and I called the physio on Gary Lewin. And he came on and he pulled my shorts to the side like that. And there was, let's say, there was a bit of blood on my slips. <laughs> so, oh. <what> ha- <laughs> so what had happened was is that like Chapman's studs had, had started just above my knee. Straight up my leg and then straight into my, you know, you know where, and um so Gary like just dra- to sack. <laughs> yeah, <that's> exactly. Yep. <laughs> this is not, no, I won't go. Yeah, Siemens sight. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so anyway, Gary like.
3: Hopefully, that's not what he saw on the side.
1: So is Gary like padded it up. And then you know, like, and we're Yeah, there was only about it? five minutes to five minutes to go to half time, right? So so straight away the whistle went for half time. I ran down the, the tunnel at Leeds, straight into the medical room, and I, I had I them stitched back up and went out for the second half.
3: Oh my word. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Surprised you could run. <laughs> I didn't have to, I was go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did you give Gordon Strachan a close-up to say, uh, no Southern Softy now, am I, oh, No,
1: but when, when he said that, when he, he said that, oh, get up, your Southern Softy, and then Gary, like, moved my slip to the side and he saw the blood and that lot, and he, he went, oh, sorry, big man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, more of the big man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not for that reason.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, um, Lee Dixon always talks about it. He's, he's like, when when you just came in at half-time and then Adam stitched up and came and sat back down and I, I went back out, we were like, "Yeah, he'll do." <laughs>
0: oh,
1: yeah. So I had a few stitches in there and back out for the Are same. You,
0: not not that I well. So want to. Are you going to check know, on but... his
3: on his health now? Is that what you're about to do? About what? Sorry. I thought
1: Adam was going to. Uh, is everything
0: all right still? There? Yeah, well, I was going yeah. to. I am, am going to ask. Is is there a scar there? Or is it is it like proper? Oh, no, there's a
1: scar.
3: Yeah.
0: There, yeah. I was I'm mis- not oh. showing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no desire to see. But I want to know if there's a scar there. Yeah,
1: so yeah, I've got a scar. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyway, that's enough talk about my balls. (laughs) There'll be lots of action over the weekend and it's a good chance to pick up a load of fantasy points. We'll be back next week for our last episode of the year. So see you then. This is a Listening Dog Media
0: Production. Sports Social Podcast Network